Well. <laughs> well, this is our first one. First so. one. So, my name is Eve. And I'm Adam. And this is Eve Owns Adam, um, a podcast about all things BDSM and kink. And some family. Are we going to talk about our families? Incorporated into kink. Yeah, well, how we manage, I yeah. think, yeah, how we manage family with our kink. Yeah. So, this is the first show, of course, so we're just going to talk about us and our dynamic and how it's evolved and a little bit about where we think it might be going and why we're doing this and just kind of see how it goes. So one of my, I guess one of my main reasons for deciding like, hey, yeah, let's green light a podcast is um, I don't think there's very much education. Um, Not just education, but just like people being frank about BDSM. when I was younger, we had actually run into some BDSM folks out in public and they were like openly BDSM. Um, whereas like you and I are very clearly, um, we're private about it. Like right. our families don't know. Right. Um, which is well, why you can call me Eve. To, to some, to <laughs> some extent. What do you mean by that? I mean... I would say that my parents know. No. They don't know that it's BDSM, but they know. No. Your they, parents don't know. Your know, parents wouldn't even know what BDSM they is. Don't know Somebody that. told they, them they, BDSM. They know, they know <laughs> that, that things can get rough and rowdy. Okay, that's true. Okay. So they know that much. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're right. Okay. Now, they don't know about power exchange and understand the psychology but and the like, dynamics. But. So I think that that's the point is is there is a lot of fantasy BDSM out there and people who think they know what it is. And then there's actually BDSM and TPE, which for those of you who aren't in the BDSM community or maybe you're just listening for um, shits and giggles, you're just here because you are curious TPE is total power exchange, and that is one type of BDSM. Um, you don't have to be in a B, uh, TPE relationship to be for it to be considered BDSM. You can role play BDSM, you can incorporate BDSM or kink into a very vanilla or something that's very usually vanilla. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it can just be bedroom play. It can be sometimes when you feel like but it. But TPE, total power exchange, is where one partner is clearly the dominant and is a twenty. It's a twenty four seven. I am the dominant, and you are the submissive. The other partner is the submissive, and um, so what do we do? We want to talk about how we got into that. Yeah, we can. So just to be clear right now, we this is Eve owns Adam and so I am I am Eve sub, if case y'all haven't realized that she is the dom I'm the dominant in this relationship. And it is a twenty four seven thing. She you know, I don't want to intimidate people or scare people by the word owns, but for lack of a better word, she owns me and I submit to whatever she wants. And this is what we've agreed to and our style of BDSM. Uh, now, I do want to just throw out there um, because I have gone, I have actually been in a relationship that I believed was BDSM. And 
when I met Adam, I realized that I was actually just being abused. Um, and part of BDSM, if you are in an actual BDSM relationship, you will have safe words. So please understand that um, getting just knocked around and just going with the flow and being submissive to someone does not make you a sub. This is something that is totally consensual. We talk about it. We talk about it almost every single day. Like, what are we going to, how how are we going to push the limits today? Are we comfortable pushing the limits? Right. And so if you're, if you are involved in something where you're not talking about it, it's not consensual, it's not safe, that is abuse and get out, like get out now, <laughs> pull the plug, leave. Um, men, women, um, whatever <laughs> you ascribe to, um, get out. Um, so part of me quote unquote owning Adam is he has safe words. So if there's something where he's not comfortable doing it or he doesn't feel safe doing something, he knows what to say. Um, and that, those words can vary f- from couple or thruple or harem to <laughs> harem. And, um, whatever word you, y'all are making up these days. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you'd like to use, you should have, I recommend a word that, that is at least you have a word for slow down. And then you have a word for stop entirely. And those are the two, I mean, you must have those. You have to have like like reduce intensity and stop is what I would say. I so I want to just like caveat that into yes. the owning. So yes, yeah, safety discussion out of the way. Yes. And <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe we should do that every single podcast. You know, I think it's important enough where we should hint on people because if too many people are abused and we'll... Back in my dom days, and we'll get into that, I've run into so many women who thought they were subs, but instead they were victims of abuse. Unknowingly. Unknowingly. And they thought they were just BDSM subs, but there was no formal exchange of power. There was nothing. There was an abuser taking something from a victim. And in hindsight, there were parts of that they either like or wanted to process through BDSM. And you know, we can we can get into kind of the details of that later on. But so that's our safe talk. We can get into kind of where we come from and how we got into this. If Eve wants to lead that off, sure. So um, I guess I will say I've always known that I was into some sort of power exchange. Uh, I can remember some of my earliest like sexual fantasies being about. Uh, getting spanked for indiscretions <laughs> like oh I was a bad girl I had to go to the principal's office like you know um so and I remember like the first time I ever like read or looked at or journaled about things that were sexual it was all some form of BDSM and I didn't even know it had like a word or right. I didn't know there yeah. was anything associated with it. And if you had said BDSM to me, I was like, oh, those people are freaks. 
those people are goth. They wear black eyeliner and all black and yeah. chains. Wear collars in public. And wear collars in public. And I remember one time I was very young and um, I had actually had gone to California and visited with my mom and we saw some people who were gothic and they were wearing collars and my mom had made a very discriminatory comment about them. And so that was just stuck in my head is that was what BDSM was. That's what BDSM looks like. Yeah. And I know you guys can't see us, but that is not what we look like. No. We look very like you would not be able to tell that just from our appearance that we are into BDSM. We're very no. white collar white collar professional clean cut looking people very yeah very like you like the things that we do for work or <laughs> yeah <laughs> not <laughs> like our coworkers don't know so it, this can be anybody it really can be anybody so um i got into bdsm i've i had a relationship in college that i thought was like i said before that i thought was bdsm but it was really just an abuser who liked rough sex and um we did not have any kind of safe word or anything like that um and i know part of me wanted to process that when i met adam and i actually had that discussion with him right pretty pretty close to the beginning i want to say um and then if you want to talk about how we met i guess like we can, how we you talk, got into talk it. Talk about or? my history a little bit before that. Yeah, so, you have much more. You have more history with BDSM. Yeah, so I, I've probably been in the lifestyle over a decade now, and I remember being into it before the movie Fifty Shades of Grey came out. <laughs> I, re, I remember when the movie came out. It was out a while before I even watched it. Yeah, and I, and I thought, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, so, so had you already had subs prior to the movie? Us, yes. Okay. I had. Yeah. Okay. I had. Um, so I, sort of like what Eve was saying, I always was attracted to the power exchange. So I, even in all of my relationships, I was very controlling and dominant. Now I was never abusive. I was kind to people, and I would. That do, is very true. And, you as a dom, you're like such a sweet, kind. Yeah, dom, like, yeah. I, but you know, whenever it's time to you know, get down to business, you know, things change. But, but if, you know, if it was going some way the sub didn't like, then I'm going to adjust that. I'm not, I, I want people to enjoy it. If a sub was not enjoying a scene, why in the world would they want to continue or come back or keep doing this? Right. And I think it's interesting too, like there is a level of, dom- like you can say, yeah, I'm a dom. But you you can also separate that from being a sadist. Oh, correct. Yeah, you can be a sub and be a sadist. You can be a sub and be a sadist. Right. You can be a sub and be a masochist. You can be a dom and be a masochist. And, 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 and there, when we say between, there are different things in the kink world. In between being a, a sadist and, and masochist, and as far as even physical, for example, Eve is a physical masochist. She likes to be hurt, physically hurt. I am a psychological masochist where I want to I want to have my psyche really rocked and challenged because I don't think it can be very much. You're or wrong. Certainly, it should be all the not time. Very easily. It's <laughs> difficult. It's difficult. And as a sub now, that's what I really enjoy the most. 
It's more like psychological degradation. Degradation and humiliation and just pushing my psychological limits. And the reason is that you can push anybody's limits physically. All you got to do is keep hitting harder, keep hitting more. Eventually, somebody's going to say, uncle, you know, if if they don't do it through hitting, then maybe they'll do it for something else. I mean, there are so many ways of hurting someone physically more. And I am not to the extreme degree of sadism where I'm going to break out the weed eater and start whacking somebody. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not into that much of it. You know, I like, you know, I like to, to leave marks back when I, in my dom days. I like to see marks. I like for those marks to last for a little while because it shows a sense of ownership, then, which, which I really enjoyed because I'm a visual person. But as a sub... It's so much more fulfilling to be psychologically pushed because it's so much more difficult to do, in my opinion. Not everybody can do that. You have to be quite bright in order to you, get inside someone's do. head. To be able to get somebody's, somebody's head, you have to be pretty bright to do that. So you're saying and I'm really smart. You are really smart. <laughs> you are really smart. So, so yeah, I was a dom for probably a decade, maybe a little more than that, I don't, a, a while. I've had a few subs as a dom. Uh, I was always attracted to the power exchange, like I said. Uh, things progressed, and, and eventually I met Eve, and she even pushed me as a dom in some ways because she was into some things that I was not necessarily comfortable with at first, but kind of eased into. Like and, what? Like you like to have your face slapped as a sub. Oh, yeah. I had never done that. I was not comfortable with striking a lady in the face. A lady. I wasn't. A I, I lady. A uh, lady. <laughs> like more lady of the night. <laughs> that's but not true. That's not my job. <laughs> that's not. Definitely not. Um, but uh, I wasn't comfortable with that at all at first. And and just in case you haven't caught on, we started off with her being the sub and me being the dog. Yes. I was so, 100% the sub. And, and that lasted for years with us. Yeah. And... So we put, I, I pushed her limits in some ways and she pushed my limits in some ways. And I'm really, I, I would say I'm much more, um, I've been through like a lot as a, just in my short time of, not short, I mean I've been dating for a while, but like in that time I've been through abusive relationships, um, actually several abusive relationships and so the idea of being mentally broken was not even on the table for me because I was already I came to Adam kind of already mentally broken I would say oh I agree I did not push her psychologically at all I, cu- I, I, I couldn't be I already knew from the beginning that that was not an area to explore with her yeah I couldn't be um so that was not I mean one time I did really break the rules and he made me drink from not even a dog bowl, but like a stainless steel bowl. And I, like I sobbed for hours. It was almost too much, but like that was a punishment. So in BDSM, there are things we call punishments when we have punishments. Like, so because I'm a masochist, I like spankings. Like I want to get popped on the butt every once in a while. When I was a sub, I really loved it. And I would do things in order to bring that on. And, uh, and so a spanking for me, unless it's just like 
a 10 out of 10 at like as hard as you can go is a punishment it's not really punishment right so for me a punishment would be getting into my head and like making me question myself a little bit so it i guess what i'm saying here is you have to communicate with your partner you have to really know them and know what's best for them in order to provide something that's both fun and fulfilling for them yeah i, I would think. i would agree with I that that's like I, a... I mean she would she would take a whipping along with her morning coffee oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i I would. Physical pain for her was was really difficult to push. I, I remember in the early days with hand spankings, my hand would hurt before she would even be Flinch. affected at all. I mean, it, I was like, this is not going to work. So, of course, we progressed. I'm not using my hand anymore. Yeah. Well, you can do a whole, like, we could do a whole, if you guys are interested, we could do a whole session on toys. But we can talk about whatever. If anybody has questions, we can... Uh, probably provide some sort of resource to reach out if not this podcast on the next one for sure so definitely listen on the next one and we'll have more infrastructure set up to reach out to us this is kind of, yeah this is kind of like a whim for us we decided yeah. we wanted to do yeah, this on a whim. And, and also for those of you who are in the community been in it for a long time you're like you're not a sub you're not a dom and you're not a sub you're not a dom you're both switches you're right you're 100% right we're te- switches technically we are both switches now um, I would say, well, let me, let me backtrack again before I switch from a Dom to a sub and we can get into the backstory of how that happened later too, maybe, but I would say that if you're a switch, you can never really be a Dom. Like if you're a Dom, you are a dominant person, period. And you can never sub. And that was my mentality. Wow. I was wrong. That was wrong. Wait, it, could I pay you to say that again? <laughs> you can tell me to. But say it again. I was wrong. Satisfied? No, a, a little. I'll be more satisfied later. Ah, I bet. <laughs> so, one, I think you are limiting yourself by saying that you can never sub. Oh, for sure. And... I don't like to cap my own limits about anything ever. I I can have a bit of an arrogant attitude, as Eve would probably readily admit. So, admit? I don't have to admit it. Accuse, maybe. Right. So I can be a bit arrogant, and I don't want to limit myself in saying that I can't I can't sub because I can. And not only that, but you're limiting your experience because you can never have empathy. And know what a sub that's, feels yeah, like. Yeah, that's, so, I think. So not only are you capping yourself as a sub, but as a dom, you are capped by your own ignorance if you yes, don't know the flip side of the coin. I agree. And I, I forgot the person on YouTube. I watched a YouTube video or podcast or something about some lady. And she's a, probably like a professional dominatrix or something. I don't remember. But she's in it just for money. Well, but whatever. She did have one line that I thought was pretty pretty significant i hope it's not copyrighted <laughs> i don't know if she is or not but i'm paraphrasing her anyway because i don't remember her name or whatever it was i just the, the concept of what she said that struck with me was like it 
if you're able to understand both sides of the coin, you're able to fully expand your breadth of BDSM. I think that's true. I, I think I took for granted the responsibility that falls on a dom. Um, and that was like, just, I just thought, wow, it must be so easy to be a dom. Yeah. Like, oh my God, being a dom is the easiest thing in the world. You just say like, you snap your fingers and you're like, I want a Coke. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking Mick Jagger here. Like, you know what I mean? Diet Coke. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, like, it doesn't just like appear. Yeah. Like, I have to actually give thought to what will not just bring me pleasure, but what will you also garner pleasure from? Right. In a scene in daily life. Like, I have to think about your needs in a scene in daily life. Right. Um, and then just, again, for people who are not in the community or don't know what we're talking about when we say a scene scenes are not it doesn't even have to be sex no it doesn't scenes are um essentially bdsm play yeah so um they can be short they can be long um they can be (laughs) um just i mean like we had a scene the other day where i mean it was it wasn't long at all, but we incorporated toys, candle wax, ice, like yeah, that was a lot, a lot. And it was a short. It was a short time. period of time, um, but I would say most scenes involve some sort of a toy. Uh, I don't. I can't think of a scene that we've had that didn't involve a toy, with me as a, a dom or with me as a sub. No, I think they pretty much all involve something unless you're going back to the real early days when it was more primal. Yeah. But what we didn't have for toys then, what we had was a lot of ritual. Right. And and that can be just as significant if you have a routine and ritual. I think the ritual is very, like, significant. Yeah, in the beginning, that was a lot of fun. And, And... I'm not sure if Eve knows this or not, but I would have the exact same ritual for every sub I had. <gasps> I wasn't special. No, it was. I had the exact same ritual and routine because this is the way I like to run a scene. And I took a lot of pride <laughs> and I was very serious about how I ran a scene. Like it was going to have <laughs> a specific. This is flow. so funny to me because we can like say this and we could like substitute BDSM. With your job. Like, and I'm not going to reveal your job on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, this is how I run a scene. This is how I do a scene. This is how I'm going to do this. Like, it's all going to go the same way. It does. I'm a bit of a control freak. And and as as a sub now, that's one of the things I struggle with a lot is is if not controlling everything. Now... Thankfully, I have a wonderful Dom who recognizes my strengths, and so I am able to run a lot of stuff because she trusts me to do that well. I like that, yeah. And we, I mean, we have, like, we also, so just for the listeners' sake so that they kind of know who we are, like, we have, we both have professional lives. We both have, um, you know, living parents, Um, so we have that to attend to. We both have children. Um, so we have full busy lives and, um, this is, I mean, just incorporated into it. So, you know, when 
our kids aren't around, am I much more dominant? Hell yeah. Um, when they are, I let Adam be, you know, the dad of the house. Um, because I just feel like that's really important. We have sons, so I feel like that's important for them to see a role model who is a strong role model, not somebody just getting constantly kind of like pussy whipped by a woman. Yeah. And not only that, but whenever the kids are around, I feel energized and it's not that she couldn't overcome my personality, my energy, but it's a lot of energy and personality. It is, and I don't feel energized when they're all around. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm loud and obnoxious and bouncing off the walls yeah. and just, just over the top because I just feel so much energy and happy when they're around. So you don't feel that way with me. Oh, I want to oh. sub. I know. Whenever you're around, I, all I want to do is sub and serve now. That's all I, like, in my heart, my heart's desire is to sub and serve. Oh. So, no. It's, it, and I would, I would say it's a different energy. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's, uh, it's, it's not a kid-friendly energy. No, it's not a kid-friendly <laughs> energy at all. <laughs> so, all right, we're about the 25-minute mark. What I'm going to do is pause this podcast so we can take bathroom breaks and refill our drink breaks and come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, are we back on? We're back on. Did you empty your old man bladder? <laughs> I did. <laughs> You're so old. Funny girl. So there is an age gap between us. <laughs> yeah. It's not significant. It's very significant. <laughs> it's not that significant. I'm only 18. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> And I'm 56. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing at all, really. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'll be 32 this year. And I'm 38. So. But you'll be 39 this year. I was going to say, yeah, 38. You'll be 39 this year. Well, look. He's pushing 40. <laughs> look. You and your math. Look. All look, right. What are we looking at? <laughs> we're not looking at anything. It's just, all right. We're, <laughs> Listen. Let's back up. Listen. <laughs> Let's back up so I can finish how I got into all of this. Yes, because we're was, all lingering. We're was, all wondering. I was kindly reminded during the break that I didn't finish. Probably because you were interrupted. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, what am I going to say? Quit interrupting me. Well, you could try it. See where that lands you. I'm not. Good I don't boy. like physical pain all that much. <laughs> you like it a little. <laughs> Maybe a little. I like it that you like it. Mm, yeah anyway right so anyway (laughs) i I was always in the power exchange and then through but how did you like discover it i didn't know that bdsm was a thing until my later 20s where like there are relationships based around power exchange i Mm -hmm. thought i was just a controlling jerk and well you are that but and there was (laughs) you know i needed to work on myself and be more submissive as a husband because i wasn't being right and back then i was we were for for the record i was not his wife she was not i had a previous (laughs) marriage and i was like well i'm just not doing well i don't understand why i have to have this control and this power in this relationship why there's something wrong with me and then i realized no there's entire lifestyle based around this and then my wife and i at the time explored that lifestyle and that's kind of how i got into bdsm just slowly step by step and uh, eventually evolved into uh, like a ritual or process that we had talked about. And, and Eve asked me just to go into more detail about the actual ritual, yeah. right? 
Yeah. So, and this is what I had with, with all of the subs that I had was basically what we have a submissive position and there's a bunch of them, but I had a specific position that I like, which is probably on the more conservative side of all of them. If you were to Google, yeah, I would say so. If you were to Google submissive position and type images in the search, the one we I, are not telling anyone to actually do that if they don't want to. No, no. I'm just saying if you did happen to do that, pick the most conservative one, and that's probably the one I like. Yeah. So well, we can describe it. Like I mean, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I, yes, so yes, I was this... I was typically on my knees, eyes like on my knees, legs spread, eyes cast downward. My head did not have to be down, but my palms were also like. My, my hands were like up. Right. On my palms facing the ceiling. So my, my hands were rested on my knees, palms facing the ceiling. Right. And my back was always to the entry point. So wherever he was coming in um, to the space where we were going to have our scene, my back was to the entry point. So I couldn't see him come in. So he would come in and see me facing away from him. Right. And I think that, that was a huge part of the turn on for me too. Yeah. As a, as a submissive, the mystery of like, oh my gosh, he's just walked in. Like, oh my gosh, he's approaching me. And I like could hear him walking up to me. So Yeah. So, and that is a key component I had of every scene I did in the first, I don't know, probably eight years Six, or so. Seven. I don't know, a long time, years of me being a dom was my sub would be in that position with their back towards the entry of wherever I was coming in from. And my old house was a two-story house, so they could hear me coming up the stairs. So like, it was even more anticipation because you could right. hear the... Right, the anticipation. I'll and, say, I will say as a dom now, um, that the anticipation and building the anticipation for your sub is very much key in any like in a, a, a masochistic or not necessarily masochistic but like them as a submissive building the anticipation for them in their mind for what could happen they know what's going to happen <laughs> like there was never a time where adam came to see me or where we met where i was like oh is he gonna be a dom this time I knew, you know, I knew what was awaiting. Maybe I didn't know the exact specifics, but I knew more or less what his rhythm and flow was right. going to be. Yeah. Just like you pretty much know now what my rhythm and flow is. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you're new to it and I'm, we're still figuring that out. We're, but, yeah, still But I did. I have a very specific rhythm and flow to the scenes and my scenes start off they all start very easy. I don't I'm I don't start off just cracking the whip hard. I like to start <laughs> off very soft and to slowly build anticipation and intensity. And, and slowly build intensity throughout the course of the scene until the you know, the climax towards the end. And so there are good parts and bad parts of that. Okay. The good part is it's always like you're climbing Mount fucking Everest. The bad part is it takes a long fucking time to train and climb Mount fucking Everest. It does. 
right? And and so, you mean, are you mean for the dom or for the sub? Both. I mean, this, I think the sub job there is pretty easy. No. I mean, okay. like you're still you're still talking about time, it time. energy, yeah. sweat equity, like. Like, if you think I didn't sweat during that, you're crazy. Oh, I knew you. <laughs> you told me. I saw you. <laughs> like, like, you're crazy. Like, so time, time away from responsibilities, work, family, whatever it is that you have to get away from. That's true. Um. So, yeah, like, it's just, I guess what I'm saying, it's not conducive to having a family running around the house. No, not so at all. you can't just. Whereas me as a dom, I'm like, see you in the bedroom in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and we true. send some of the kids to do one thing and some of the kids to do another thing, and you know it's all age appropriate. And but we can have a scene that's over in ten minutes, and you're we like, can't. holy shit! Like, I am because there's no build up. You just crack the whip. I just crack the whip. But that's what I ha- that's the time frame I have to work with. That's what I'm going to work with. Right. Um so your your style is good, but I would say that can lead to someone being a little bit of a lazy dom because if you're just doing the same thing every single time, a your sub's going to get used to it. It's not going to be as an ant- anticipatory yeah. Like, they're not going to be as, like, turned on by, like, oh, the what if. Because right. they know what's coming. Yeah. Um, and whereas if you're just, like, sometimes you crack the whip. Sometimes you're slow and steady. Sometimes, like, you have a very specific style of doming. Right. And I'm new to doming, so I'm, like, exploring all the sides. Right. And I think that's kind of fun for both of us. It is fun. Now, I would say that... Towards the latter year and a half of you subbing for me, our scenes did change. Well, they had to. Yeah. We, we blended. Right. right. Well, not only that, but I just mean wherever the kids weren't around too. Our scenes did change. Well, we didn't start with the same ritual. Right. You and know? I will say I was disappointed in that. Because there wasn't the ritual. Yeah, okay. I loved the ritual. Well, see, well, okay. Well, I didn't re- see. I didn't realize because I would know that you would specifically request certain types of scene play, mm-hmm. and I would kind of jump to that. Like, um, I'm going to pause the video and see, make sure this is okay to talk about, and then we'll come right back. That's not a video. This is a podcast, dumbass. You, yeah, you're a dumbass, and we. Okay, so we we did a consensual, non-consensual scene. In the BDSM world, it's CNC. We have acronyms for everything because everyone everywhere loves alphabet soup. Um, so yeah, consensual, non-consent is essentially where you... Agree to be raped. No, I don't... I don't... I, to, to put it simply, that's what it is. That's a very, yeah, that's a very brash way to say it, but you hand over all control and your safe words essentially, there is no, so I will, I'll just say what our safe words were when I was a sub. Okay. Our safe words were yellow, which is reduce intensity, red, which is stop, 
And then we had a special one because I have an ongoing medical issue that occasionally <laughs> hurts. <laughs> like if I'm in a weird position, um, I have back problems. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I'm the old one. Yeah, for my spry <laughs> 31 years, <laughs> I have back problems. Um, so we also, we use colors because it's just easy to remember. So, um, I have white if I just need to like change positions or take a break from the position I'm in. Do you want to tell that story really fast? The white story? Yeah, she, well, basically the short version is she said white one day and I looked at her and we said, we were in the middle of a scene. Like we were in the middle of a hard scene. Yeah. And I said, did you just make up a word? <laughs> Cause she make up a safe say because it had been so long since we created that word and she had never used it before. Almost it was it had been almost a year since and we I made up the word. I forgot. <laughs> Did you just make up a word? She's like, no, that's the one from my back. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. That's funny. Sorry. Yeah. So we fixed that, but yeah. Now he'll never forget again. I don't need to forget. You're the dom. Well, if we ever. What if my back, back hurts? Guess I'll say why. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, that sounds like what you would say. <laughs> You're normal. Quit being a pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you can take more. Bend over. <laughs> Quit being a pussy. Um. So anyway. Uh, so yeah. So those just some suggestions if you needed them. But, I mean, like your safe word could be unicorn. I don't care. But have at least a safe. So, do anyway, have th- a safe this was word. a spinoff conversation from the CNC talk. So oh right. So there. so when you're doing a CNC scene, um, I would say it needs to be sub requested. I do not think a dom should request a CNC scene. I agree with that hundred percent because this is a processing moment for the sub. It typically is. The sub has gone through something, needs to think about something, needs to. You name it, the sub wants this for some reason. I'm not going to tell you my reason. You guys can go fuck yourselves. But I had a reason I wanted a CNC scene as a sub. So, not that you guys can go fuck yourselves. We love our listeners. Um, But I wanted a CNC. I actually recommend fucking yourself regularly. (laughs) You would. You're not allowed to, so you would... Um, (laughs) I don't think we're allowed to laugh at ourselves this much. Whatever. I hope they laugh as much as we do. Yeah. As long as they're listening and laughing. I hope they laugh. Like, I think some people take themselves way too seriously in all this. Most people in the BDSM community, I think, take it too seriously. You can have fun. If, If this is a TPE, a lifestyle, it has to be fun. It has to be. Or it's going to get boring. Yeah, it just which yeah, it we can so that, that that can lead to our next like what we what kind of want to talk about next. Yeah, it, it, getting boring. Anyways, but we were so in the CNC scene, you basically do not have a safe word except for red. Yeah, that's how I look at it, and it's like you. We talked about it a lot before we did it. Like, right? What are my boundaries? What are my limits? Do I have limits in this? Um. And I really didn't. I said, no, I want you to 100% use me the way you feel like using me in that moment. And just go for it. And so that's what that's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah. So um, what were we, like, where did that come from? What were we talking about? This is so funny because it's just like us talking. 
Yeah. It, and it swims just, from one thing to the next. Yeah, we just kind of flow with it. Uh, we were just talking about the early scenes and the rituals and all of that. And but the, yeah, so we didn't have a ritual for that. For that, that one. It just, we just kind of went for it. And I've had other subs request similar scenes from me before. A CNT. Yeah, I had one sub. It was not my sub, but she was a sub who I... Should talk, we clarify what that is? Talk, the difference in that? What that is? What that means? Someone who considered themselves a submissive. Right. Okay, yeah. So but, that you but she can was not, be a sub and not be owned. Correct. And, and this was a sub. And or not belong. If, if you really don't like the word owned, I, 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 right. I, can't, I can get on board with that. Yeah, she, right. and I, she, met, she and I met through FetLife. Actually, and uh, can you mention that? Oh, like, whatever. I don't, I don't know. We're just gonna mention it. So, we don't have a team of lawyers behind us, look, we're two kinky people hanging out on our couch. No, we, I think it's okay to say that. I mean, that's more of a plug for Fet Life. Than yeah, anything. go Fet Life. Yeah, so if you don't have a Fet Life, get a Fet Life. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of trash There's on there, too. Trash on there, a lot of trash, yeah. But there are some decent people on there, anyway. I met this, this sub. <laughs> And we hung out platonically a few times. I don't know, a half dozen times. We just talked. And she really wanted to be my sub. And I just didn't think she was the right fit for me and my lifestyle and, and, and anything. I, I, was, I just wasn't sure. But one of the things she wanted was to be, like, her fantasy was to be out on the street or whatever. And I drive up and kidnap her. Oh, wow. Kidnap her. And then basically, that's you know, very hardcore consensual rape. Yeah. Okay. That's a little and, bit different from what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she led with that before she was my sub, before we talked about anything. And I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's too much. Like you have something else inside you need to process before right. you enter into a relationship, in my opinion. Well, and you and I had been more or less in a relationship for like two years. Oh yeah. We, yeah. You and I were just totally familiar. It was a totally different we were situation. Very, very, very yeah. comfortable with one another. Right. Like sleeping in the same bed. Like, yeah. I mean, no, we, yeah. That, before we had It was totally ours. different. Like, like this, this other girl and I, she had never, we never done anything sexually. And, so ladies. We never did do anything sexually. This is what you should glean from this. If you are here taking in the information and you are a sub or a lady or I'm, I'm mostly speaking to ladies. I'm not going to lie. Do not lead with your kinkiest fantasy. <laughs> if you're out there looking for a man, don't go in 10 out of 10 with your kinkiest fantasy. Okay. You start out with the softballs. <laughs> Like, I don't mind if you slap me in the face, George. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If you lead hard, you'll catch somebody. It just won't be it, somebody you want to catch. It's not going to be the person you want to catch. I led with my kinkiest fantasy in college and caught an abuser. So that is my plug here. I am shameless in saying, like, do not come out and say, you know, I have trauma. I need help. Because the good men don't go after that. The lions do. If you're the hurt, wandering gazelle of the pack, you're going to get eaten <laughs> by a lion. And I promise you, you'd much rather find a very strong gazelle to just take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're looking for. You don't want to get eaten by a lion. Yeah. So. I know 
the fantasy of just being used and abused and to totally just degraded, annihilated may sound fun in your mind as a fantasy. Just keep it there as a fantasy right. and find someone that can explore that with you consensually. And let's talk here right now. Like this is a great, I think, spot to talk about aftercare and what that looks like and that that is part of BDSM as well. Um, so do you right. want to start or should I? No, go. you go ahead. Okay. You, you have much more sub experience than I do. Yeah. The, the so Okay, so for subs... Um, aftercare can look like it, it can look a million different ways for four people. <laughs> really, <laughs> I mean, it just depends on the person, their mood, and honestly, the day. Um, so for me, aftercare typically looks like a warm bath. Um, my dom staying with me. Um, maybe cuddles, like definitely, I don't want to be like used, abused and abandoned. Um, cuddles. Sometimes I like to talk about the scene, me talking, imagine that. Uh, what else? What were some of my big aftercare things? Oh, I, I always, always like want, if we've had something very impactful, something to drink like water, but also something with caffeine is always good because it puts a pep back in your step. Um, some doms, we haven't really done this a lot, um, but some doms will, you know, make sure that their sub has like a little bit of chocolate because that, uh, you, as a sub, you can experience something called sub drop, which is where you go from the euphoria of a scene euphoria of being a masochist and receiving pain to oh my god all this pain is setting in and what do I do with it and that is um like that's a very real thing and sub drop is a very real thing um there are people on the internet who don't know shit that will tell you sub drop's not a thing it is a thing you can go from this high high to a low low um and i'm not sure i've ever seen you experience that with me though well no because a lot of the times you had to leave after yeah. seeing er, early on i did on, that's on true. the early yeah. on ones and the biggest thing for me is not being without you right so if you can imagine like a scene now where i'm just like okay bye i've got to go yeah do you like like now that you're in subspace, like just when you're away from me for work. Yeah, yeah. Now, like I'm at the point now. You crave me. Yeah, I don't even like you going to the store. Without you, right? right? So imagine having like just consented and done like pushed your extremes, and then that person leaves you. Yeah, you get sub drop. That's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And and later on in our our days of me being the dom and heard the sub. I would say that Eve mostly wanted me to give her water, just draw a bath, let her take a bath, and she would come out and want to be as close to me as possible. Mm-hmm. And really, that is pretty simple. It's like, so, it's so easy. Now there are some there are some subs who are considered littles, right? And 
their aftercare might look differently. They might want to watch a movie or color or I've seen all kinds of different aftercare. Right. And yeah. all of it's legitimate. So if you're a dom and that's what your your sub, your little your masochist, whatever they are, is asking for, you better damn well give it because that you they have just given you everything. Yeah, it is. And it, it's a dom, you should really know your sub well. If you have a sub who's a little and the little's age is to the point where they want to color and color in books or whatever. That's not something I'm into and understand, no, but 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 yeah. if it is, you should damn well know that and have that stuff ready. Yeah, and provide and it. waiting for them. Yes, and, and if you don't have it or want, or, tell them I to know, bring it when they're showing up. Yeah, I know. I know some littles who want stuffies or like stuffed animals. Yeah, or so. they want a special blanket or something. So right. if that is your um, if that's your sub's preference, you need to know that ahead of time. That has to be a discussion. Yeah. Now, as me as a sub now, I, I'm actually not sure yet what I need for aftercare. I know. I ask you after every scene, like, do you feel like you need aftercare? What do you need right now? And you're like, you never... Like, no, I'm good. And, and I will say most of our scenes are more physically demanding. Yeah. And that does not affect me. Now, it hurts like hell in a moment. I'm oh, not at least in beautiful marks. Pretend like it doesn't. It hurts physically. But, you know, once the physical hurt's gone, I'm like... Well, whatever. I mean, let me go play PlayStation now and just mend these wounds. <laughs> I mean, well, I feel like a lot of your aftercare is you being kind of away from it almost. Away from BDSM, I guess, or wait, just it's hard to say. I just that that's not really aftercare. That's just I don't I don't I'm not sure. I really don't know. I don't feel. We've like never I, pushed you to a place where you needed. I don't think. No, we haven't. We haven't. I I think I'm not sure what. What that looks but like. But I, no matter what, like I still do always like lie next to you. You are, you are always and around, and, and really, like, what mostly what I would just need is your presence around me. I think that's, that's a it. huge part of aftercare. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. You just not uh, a dom not abandoning their sub. So I feel like most people are probably at this point wondering. So she, Eve, owns Adam. But mostly they've talked about the opposite. How the fuck did Eve decide to own Adam instead of Adam owning me? Yeah. Because that's where this all started. And for years, that's where this has been. It has. So do you want to? Yeah. You tell. Uh, okay. Because it was your decision, really. You, I mean, like, we, it, we, it was a... It was mutual, but it was, it was a lot of mine. You, so... Going back, when we started blending families and, you know, kids meeting each other and all that, if family life changes everything, Uh. you know, bringing kids in. So there's really, I would say, a lot less BDSM once we introduce the kids. Yeah, we're very, like, June Cleaver. Yeah, (laughs) much less. So... There's just no time for it because there's always kids around and there's no time for scenes. You know, maybe a little swat with a, the uh, crop in the morning and, hey, have good a morning. good, good have day. Have a good day. See you at five. Yeah. And, and that's about it. Fast forward to the... See in, you at five when you're making dinner. Right. Or I'm making dinner. Well, well as a dom, you, I like to cook no matter what role I'm playing. I like to cook. Yes. So I would pretty much always cook anyway. He's the dom. And I'm very 
particular about cleaning, so I would also clean a lot. Yeah, you would. After dinner. But so like, like, even if I would clean, he would go back over it. Because it, it has to be to my standard, and it, I just didn't feel like it was right to impose my standard on my sub just because she was not brought up with the same way I was as far as keeping a house. As I stay out of slapping range. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would do the in cooking and the cleaning. That, and, and, and I was saying that there's things that we split. Right, like, there are, but also I was, I was a single dad with my kids. So, like, you know, she would come. She and I would, was a single mom. Right, and so she would be to my home. So this is my house. So it is my responsibility to cook and clean and do all the stuff. So I didn't ask her to do, I, well, that's not true. I would ask her to do some things around the house. But, yeah. but. As a sub, but, but, like, I mostly, like, would clean bathrooms, fold laundry. Yeah. Well, just, I, well, actually, do laundry. If there was laundry to be done, <laughs> sure. I would do it. I did give her some domestic tasks to do. But when it came to cooking, cleaning, and a variety of other things, I would just do it. And I'll just say, I just want to say this, like, in fairness, from day one. Like, I have worked mm-hmm. since I was 16. 15. Since I was 15, uh-huh. I've worked. So, that was my mindset. Like, I'm a working girl. Like, I work. I like to work. And I think from day one, I kind of told you, I am not a domestic sub. And I'm not fucking Snow White, and the birds don't come and help me, and I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not a domestic sub. I think I was pretty clear on that. I think that's true. So in saying that, I think I was very clear from the beginning I wasn't going to lottie fucking daw around and, like, clean up after essentially kids I had never met because I was coming over and hanging out with you long before I ever met your children. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I was just not going to do that. I had a house of my own to take care of, which I did. I had a child of my own to take care of, which I did. So I was not going to double my duties when we were living in separate houses. Right. And then all of a sudden, we kind of blended unintentionally. We, it wasn't like we had planned to move in. In fact, we we both maintain separate residences c- currently. Yeah, on, on paper, but we basically live together. I mean, on paper is, I mean, legally, we live in separate residences. Legally, yes. But, like, as far as anyone else would see it, we live together. Reali- Our neighbors think reality, we live, yeah. We in reality, we live, I, right. I, I live with but, him. But the transition wasn't just blending homes. It was more than just domestic. So we backtrack, I don't know, 10 months, 8 months, something like that. Yeah. So Eve had a... a major s- surgery. Major surgery, which required a couple months of Six healing. Six weeks. So, so she could not sub. In fact, I had to basically attend to her and just... Take care of. All I couldn't of her sub. Needs. I couldn't dom either. Like I wasn't yeah, like yeah, I couldn't. could. I could not do anything sexual. She couldn't do at anything. All. Anything. Like, there was, was very little I could do. I mean, basically bedridden and could not move well. And so the first couple of weeks I was in bed. Right. Yeah. Right. So I had to attend to all of her needs, mm-hmm. all of them. And things started to get a little better. She get better, and she would eventually would want actually requested a scene in there. Yeah. And, and we had a moderately intense scene 
But yeah. my heart wasn't in it because I had been doing all of this service stuff towards her mm-hmm. for so long. It was hard for me to get into that. So not too long after, there were complications that came up medically for her. From that surgery. From yeah. the major surgery. So she was back in the hospital. More surgery. More recovery time. So I'm back to attending to her more. So And then another surgery. Right. It, it and just, that was, it was like... That went on... I'm telling you, the entire season of the year. Almost second half of the year, the really. sec- Yeah, pretty much from August to the beginning of January. It was just me taking care of her, attending to what she I needed. I was really, really... Like, this, I had this, the, the first main surgery, and then I was had complication, another complication... And then I had a complication from the complication. It, it was just a big mess. So, so it was a mess, yeah. So basically, she was not able to sub. I was not able to dom. In fact, it was me serving her. Not out of a power exchange. because It was just out There's of pure... Necessity. Well, not necessarily. It was out of love. Aww, it was I out love of love. Too. I love her as my sub. The thing I used to call her is my treasure. I would say, you are my treasure. And no matter what, I am going to take like care. Like the three friends I have, if they ever listen to this, they're going to know who, that, who, who we are. Oh, well, well, <laughs> they probably won't hear. <laughs> Vanilla ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so I would take care of her. And after all of this was kind of behind us, medical stuff, and she essentially, you know, they moved in here. And then when you talk topple on that domestic stuff where she does not want to be a domestic sub but I expect a certain type of house to be kept mm-hmm. so I was not in dom mentality because of the previous six months of taking care of her right and we were already and, like living here during that time because yeah. it made more sense for me to be here where you could help me right and she was here and I'm doing the cooking and the cleaning and even when I ask her to clean it's just not up to my standards so I'm going back to clean it anyway I'm like you know what I don't have the heart right now to be a dominant in this relationship. And and she had, I wouldn't say was doming, but she had gotten used to being served. I will say that over the course of her being, you know, healing and going through the problem. She had gotten really used to being served. That's true, yeah. And she didn't hate it. No, I don't hate it. (laughs) She didn't hate it. And... So when we tried to switch back to her being the sub, she was not meeting my expectations for a sub. And I and he was not meeting my expectations as a dom. Um, insane. Like, how much time do we have left? I'm sure there's stuff we can cut out, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, we'll just keep going. It's, we're about almost to an hour, but... I don't think people want to listen to us for an hour. Maybe they do. We'll wrap it up in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> we're we're okay. transitioning to so, how this happened. Yeah, and then so, we'll, we'll progress from there later. So I felt like as a dom, the ritual had eked away. Like Yeah, we didn't do the ritual We anymore. weren't doing the ritual anymore. There was very little anticipation ever built. Um, our scenes were few and far between. And when we did them, they were the exact same scene we'd always done. And I don't agree with that. Well, that's how it felt to me. So you can't tell me how I felt. There you go. Um, so I felt like our scenes were like ebbing more than flowing. And but the last scene we did with you as a sub was like DP, severe humiliation. 
Right, but it's because I was like, hey, we have to go harder. Like, I'm not... But that was the hardest scene where you cried after it was over. Like, I was going to go harder. I had to back off because it was too much psychologically for you. But it's because I requested something harder. True. Okay. Like, that's the point. Is like, I feel like as a dom, you weren't just like naturally looking at this being like, wow, we need to do more. No, but I, I, I just don't feel comfortable pushing you psychologically because I feel like that's a fine line with you. It is, but there's always the discussion. You guys are hearing this. First time ever. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Couple fight. What, 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 what? <laughs> Welcome. Front row tickets for all of you. Um, no. Okay, but like I think that's where you should have had a discussion with me. Well, that's probably true. Right? Like, I mean, you should have been like, well, how far is it too far? That is true. We talked about some things to go in. Any, so, anyways, anyways, yeah. I think as a dom, it was very obvious your heart wasn't in it. No, my heart was not in it after being of service for so long. And it was, dare I say, boring. It, it had was started boring. to get boring. I was bored, and, and a lot of it. There was just a lot of. You know, but her heart was also not in subbing. I don't. I don't agree. I think my heart has always been in subbing. It was, but after we blended, I required more of a domestic aspect to it and that's not ever going to happen and she was not willing to do that nor will I ever be so like you, I can't just have a dirty house and have a sub who refuses to clean it it's not that I refuse to clean it it's <laughs> that I refuse to do 100% of the cleaning okay well I've never asked that but <laughs> it's a couple fight <laughs> <laughs> why do I need to vacuum if we have a robot vacuum like I don't understand this Okay, well, um, <laughs> so anyway, you get the picture. Of, I, Sometimes I turn on the robot vacuum yeah. once a day. Eventually, I was like, you know what? How about you just do this Dom thing? And I'll be the sub. We'll try it out for a little bit. And it was a little shaky at first, I would say, but. I was unsure, very unsure of myself at first. I was like, no, I yeah. can't. I did a lot of building up, and it, I think it's probably harder. Well, you said it's harder to go from being a sub of this specific dom to being the dom of this person as a sub. I uh, I would stand by that until the day I die. Yeah, and especially because if, well, let me, a, let me say this: if the listeners haven't noticed, I I am not a quiet, submissive personality. No. I choose to submit to this one person because in our relationship dynamic, it is fulfilling to us. Right. And if you were to ask, it's, it's hysterical that you say that because like, if you were to ask any of my family, we were actually at a family gathering today. I was probably the loudest person in the room. Yes. And I was like the most dominant person in the room. Yeah. I was like, it's time to cut cake. We're cutting cake right now. I actually walked over to the organizer of the gathering and was sad. No, we're cutting cake now. That's true. And I also was like, cousins, if you're a first cousin, get over here. We're taking pictures. All right. Second cousins, get in the picture. Like, and so that is just it's my personality. I'm able to do that. So I choose when I do submit, it is a choice. Right. It is a, and it's, it's not a hard choice. Like when you find the person that you, they are the yin to your yang, 
you are going to be able to do that. So I think deciding, okay, he wants to sub, I'm going to dom. I thought, here I go, straight into the easy chair. Like, this is going to be great. Um, I'm going to take naps all day long. I'm gonna, like, But no, it's not that. Like, as a dom, there's so much responsibility put on you. And if it's a TPE, if it's 24-7, it's more than just, like, are they sexually gratified? It's are they gratified in their day-to-day tasks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so there's just a lot you have to think about. And there was a lot that I don't think I was appreciating that he was doing as a dom. So I feel like the switch has been good for us. And we are here to stay for a while at least. We're on cruise control. I mean, like, not cruise control, but we're We're, accelerating. We're going to keep exploring femdom, which is what this is called essentially. Yeah. Yeah, Femdom. Yeah, for for a good while. It's working well. I accept a lot of responsibility professionally and... And running the household and that kind of stuff. So it, it's actually very relieving and refreshing that she is willing to accept the responsibility of us and our dynamic. And I just, I love and adore her for that. And I love submitting to her for that because right. she's willing to do it. Because it's not easy. Because I took on all of it for so long. Yeah, you did. You did. And in, like in saying that, like too, I think where the kids are concerned, it's very much like that's my realm. Like I'm the one that's like, no, seven bedtime stories. Let's do it, kids. Get in bed. Like I love. We have children, and uh, like we've mentioned before, we have children together. So, like I'm very attentive to their needs, very nurturing, very um, like. Uh, we mentioned before our age gap right right so i'm very like millennial parent like let's gentle parent and he's very like almost a boomer parent like i'm not a boomer i know you're not a boomer but like you act like you were raised by boomers which i mean you were i was i mean i'm an 80s kid i'm like you know what man up son man up get on your dirt bike get out there and rub some dirt in it like and i'm like Tell me why you got the boo-boo. Like, I'll give a fuck why you got that boo-boo. Man <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> well, what did that... What, you know, so we have very different parenting styles. And I think that's interesting too. So I come off much more... Like a lot of my work is put into the kids. Um, and put into like the nurturing of the children. And I like that. And me being in the sub role has softened me a good bit. Yeah, yeah. As a dad, it softened you as a dad. And, and I'm able to, like, pull him away and say, like, like listen to their story. Like, their story is important. And it's funny because he's the one that suggested we do a podcast, but he thinks stories aren't important. Ha! <laughs> hmm. I don't, I think... But you think your story is important? What a dom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't... I don't know if I say our story is important. I think the message of BDSM and bringing it more into the mainstream, I think it's the most discriminated thing out there right now. It is. And it needs to be more mainstream. I don't agree with people wearing their collars and leashes out in public. You don't agree with that? I think... I well, don't. you know what? You know what? If that's something you're comfortable with, I say let your freak flag fly. But for the most part, like I think it should be perfectly fine for your collar to be on a dainty chain and a beautiful little gemstone. 
I, I agree with that too. Uh, um, it doesn't have to be a dog collar. My, my, yeah, my whole thing is if you are being blatant about it, so the whole thing, the very foundation of BDSM is consent. Absolutely. 100%, 100% consent. And if you are trying to shove it in someone else's face, say the public's face, the public did not consent to participate in your lifestyle, even if it's some form of voyeurism that you think is no big deal because it's not your decision to decide what someone else thinks. That is their decision to consent. And you, How very libertarian of you. And you are forcing it on them, and I, I'm not okay with that. I think we should change your name on this podcast from Adam to Greg Gutfeld. Huh. No. <laughs> you sound like a political commentator. I'm not a political commentator. I'm just telling you that consent is extremely no, important yes. to me. And and for you subs out there, you should only, only deal with doms who feel like I do in consent. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And that's probably what made Eve feel so comfortable with me in the beginning because I was so ultra consent. Well, we had two... Was it two full meetings that were platonic no just one okay (laughs) but i feel like but we talked for a little while before we we did we chatted and we chatted on the phone and then we met once without any kind of like sex or anything and then we had vanilla sex uh i would it was vanilla it was vanilla well, it was like hard, hard, hard vanilla, I would say. It was vanilla sex. I still have your email you sent me after it happened, so we can pull that up. It was vanilla. Okay. I mean, there were like no toys. Or no, 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 like there was no toys, was like, but it was definitely power exchange. Sure. And the physicality of it was... I forgot the adjective you used in your email you sent me, but... It was the the number one ranking spot in a couple categories. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't size. Uh, <laughs> Touche. Did it get in your mind? Yeah, my little four incher. <laughs> That's not true. Should we leave it there? Let's leave it there. See y'all next time.